What happens when the world gets turned on its head? We're forced to look inward, perhaps become fearful, sometimes lash out at others. While there are others in the world who don't give up hope because they believe in people. Join me, Kevin Tibbles and Amy Goldberg, for our new podcast, Believe in People, where we meet those who don't give up hope. Today, we are going to bring you something special. Today, we're going to visit Greenland and spend some time with Ivalo Onfjord. Ivalo not only lives in what many of us would consider a very isolated place, she has emerged from a difficult upbringing of isolation and substance abuse and has found inner calm and peace. From hardship and an environment of isolation, she shares her warmth. And as you will soon find out, she is one of the warmest people on the planet. Ivalu, welcome to Believe in People. Thank you. Oh, it's so great for you to be here. I understand that English is your third, it's like almost a third and a half language for you. You speak Greenlandic, uh, that's your mother tongue. You speak Danish, English, and a little bit of Spanish, uh, which yes. brings me to, I heard a podcast that you were on and you said, which I absolutely love, you said, being heard is important. Listening is profound the ability to listen. Well, we're certainly here to listen to you today. So question for you, just to share with the listeners and the viewers, uh, tell us a little bit about your upbringing. All right. Um, I am currently living in Nuuk, the capital of Greenland. I was born and raised in South Greenland, uh, a little city called Kakotta. It means white. And there is about 3,000 people um, I am the eldest of four siblings. I have sister and two. We have two brothers, and we had a very n- normal uh, upbringing. Um, but we had problems at home. Um, our parents had, um, in their relationship, they didn't really had a great relationship and and they drank and then sometimes there were violence. Um, so that means somehow I ended up being a little mom to my siblings while I was taking um, my education in the public school. And what else? <laughs> mm. um, then I, when I was nine years old, I was unfortunately assault, sexual assaulted by a man uh, who were a distant family member. So that was one of my first frightening um, traumas. Um, and then what else? <laughs> and then after public school, I had an opportunity to be an exchange student in Panama. So that changed my life very much because I learned a new culture. I learned new language and then I had new friends and had a very um, bigger picture of the world. <laughs> and then when I came back, I started to go to high school and got friends and and we started to drink a lot in the weekends. 
And in somehow I also became a mini man where I stole some stuff in in the shops. Uh, so um, even though I was not a rebellion, but I had some internal struggles and and but I I also was unfortunately was raped when when I was 19 years old that led me to a big um, dark period of my life where I was so depressed and lonely and didn't really know where to get help and so I was in a very dark period of my life um yeah that's short story of my my childhood and adolescence can you tell us a little bit about i mean you live in greenland um which is very similar i would assume to many other uh, very small isolated communities in the arctic be it in alaska northern canada norway even uh, russia i would assume um, within an indigenous community. How did that isolation, or how did that isolation uh, and the encroachment of, uh, I would assume, a Western European um, customs, did that affect, when you talked about your parents, for example, did those, did those customs encroach on the native uh, indigenous culture in a way that that sort of damaged the direction that your parents probably would have gone in otherwise and perhaps yourself yeah um, those um, I can't speak for my parents but but my grandparents um, they they have been under a very uh, rapid or very quick um, transformation or change in the society. So I can imagine it hasn't been easy. Um, what I have discovered in my own education is when I look at uh, the childhood education is how um, the Danish government came to Greenland and and helped to build the, the society. and. Many of the times, uh, the cultural sensitivity has not been um, normal back then. So their purpose or the goals when they come to Greenland is to learn the Greenlandic people uh, Danish uh, language and have a modernized or industrialized life. So, um, I can imagine there it must be very difficult to see and just observe the society changing that way without you having to have an opinion or uh, or or have a saying um so that's what i can tell you <laughs> and you. you know Valos, to so to that point then not only are you trying to figure out your own journey and experiences but also and understand what, what what are your options, but also that your culture your culture is uh, is compromised because you know you're you have to um, you have to assimilate into a different kind of lifestyle. So where in your life did you decide that you know given that you were trying to raise your your siblings, 
um, you're struggling and life happens and uh, you struggled with that. How did you turn it around? Like, what was that moment where you said, okay, wait a minute, I have other options. When, when was that for you? I think when I was in my early 20s, uh, right after those uh, traumas, I, I decided internally that I didn't want to live the lives um, my family has been living. Um, so I started digging into the self-help universe and also, um, uh, how do you call um, where you get help to stop drinking, <laughs> um, alcohol uh, treatments. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I somehow decided to be happy and I wanted to have a great life. So I started digging and learning in the self-help universe and and trying to understand myself being in the nature and then listening to myself and and did a lot of inner work <laughs> so i just decided that i didn't want to live the same pattern as my my family have been living and now you can pass that on to others Hopefully. <laughs> I, How do you do that? Um, when I had my first insight in 2018, I did that insight changed my life completely because I understood that my well-meaning struggle to create a beautiful life um, or helping myself um, through meditation, through healing, through speaking with a psychologist, through any kind of method or techniques you can find in psychology world or spiritual world or <laughs> self-help universe world. Um, I, I saw that it didn't help me. I saw that I had created a tunnel where I was um not in touch with life uh, uh i saw that i have been looking for answers outside of myself so much in so many years maybe about 15 20 years um when i saw i have been looking in the wrong direction i can say um it led me to listen to my heart and i had to give up everything i have learned so that was the change um, that transformed my life. And, and we are doing, um, we are sharing our stories uh, when to, to the rest of Greenland, um, to the Greenlandic speakers of how we can um, find ourselves. <laughs> And Ivalo, how do you do that? So we've been talking about, this has been an interesting theme for us. And Kevin has asked questions in the past around, okay, if it starts from the inside, despite all of the external circumstances, how, and can you share with our listeners and viewers, how exactly do you start? Like, how do you, how do you quiet the noise or do you listen to it? And then you, and then you evolve in a certain way, like give us one tip in which we can sort of start from. Just like sharing your own insights is enough. Sharing your own 
personal transformation story and, and telling to others is enough. Um, uh, and then they might be able to listen to their own heart. Um, so that's the simple thing I can say. <laughs> so Avalo, no- did you, did you say to yourself, okay, that's enough. Like, did, was there a trigger to said, okay, wait a minute. That's it. I am, I've, I've been the victim. Now I'm going to take control. Like, what's that one story for you? I'm just trying to wrap my head around. What was that for you? That story? Um, it didn't happen from my own personal power. Um, I was just um, open-minded and I had no expectations when that happened. And what happened is that I was listening to the psychologist from Denmark, Mette Louisa Holland. Um, She had written a book and that book was in audio and I was listening to that while I was on airplane and something tremendous Inside happened to me. I saw from within how I was not damaged. I have never been damaged, and my soul will never be damaged. It's all thought created, and I have believed my thought that I was broken, that I need to be fixed. the things that I saw within myself just happened naturally or organically. I didn't make it happen. So that's, I think that's the magic uh, about this understanding. It happens, it occurs um, on itself or it happens um, without expecting it or forcing it. It just appears to you or uncovers to you. So it, it's, um, um, it's something that my mind cannot understand still today because it just happened. And, and it's not under my control and it's not intellectually. It's not, it's from, I don't know, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the light within <laughs> just pops or I don't know how to say that, but I saw something within and then it was the absolute truth I saw. And then everything outside of myself um, also changed right away. So I, I'm, I'm maybe that's, I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> it sounds to me like what you're explaining is how empowerment, but empowerment of your, of your own self, your own soul. And that can only come from within you. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Because uh, I, I tried to, uh, to my go ahead. for many from when I went to my psychologist for many years, and I I was giving my power away because I thought that's because she's a psychologist, she knows how to fix me. So uh, when I had my insights or realizations, I saw. Uh, because um, I have believed in those thoughts, that's um, I kept myself in that in that prison where I repeating this uh, offer mentality, our victim me- men- mentality. So it was also very innocent of me and of her uh, that we tried to fix something that doesn't need to be fixed. So, 
and 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 when I had my insights, I felt healed. I felt complete. I felt um, that I had I was one with everything. So in in a way, it's a very spiritual uh, experience. I saw this spirituality uh, from my heart, uh, and I saw my spiritual spiritual journey has been so much in the intellectual level, and somehow it entered my heart. <laughs> so it just happened, and and then it's like all the puzzles that were everywhere finally were together, or and then. And I saw that I didn't. It's I didn't even have to do anything to see that and understand that. And then, yeah, it's it's wonderful. I, that's that's why I cannot keep it to myself. I have to share, and and whoever who are interested will listen to that. I. I feel uncomfortable asking this, but I'm going to anyway, and I apologize if anyone is offended, but you sound like you have uh, found your own personal roadmap, uh, a roadmap to, to, to freedom, really, um, from external forces. Uh, why is it that so many isolated indigenous communities around the world do suffer so much from alcohol and drug abuse and physical abuse and sexual abuse and child abuse. Why does that happen? Um, because they are suffering. Um, um, they are carrying so much thoughts. Um, they are carrying so much traumas and they just like to feel okay and they think that they need external things to get better like I was um, searching and trying different kind of things outside of myself to fix myself but um, but that, that never happened during those 15 20 years so the people who are suffering there are, doing their best to get rid of their problems from their own story that they have created and they are living in the bubble and then and somehow maybe they have lost themselves um, and then the amazing stories that we have here in Greenland is that when they realize that they are not their thoughts, that they are the thinkers. They automatically uh, get rid of anxiety and depression or any kind of um, traumas they have had. They realize it's, it's thought created and that they innocently had carried those um, heavy uh, stories in their head and and they see that they don't have to carry them anymore. So somehow, because they have labeled themselves with so many diagnoses or other things, they realize it's not who they really are. 
they realize that they are more than labels. They are more than their stories. They are more than their sickness. So somehow uh, they wake up um, and then they figure it out that they don't have to be in their own prison that they have created. Uh, so somehow the freedom comes in that way for them. Um, so inner freedom comes when they see that they are not their thoughts, uh, but it, they have a different relationship to their thoughts. And so even though that the world hasn't changed, but their inner world has changed. So, so that I see that happening all over and so many times. So that gives me hope and that gives me so much belief in the chains of those societies that have been under tremendous traumas in indigenous societies or small communities. Um, yeah, so I am very hopeful and and I wish and I hope that I will work with that the rest of my life because it's that good. <laughs> that's that's wonderful, Ivalo. And so from that work, from your um, the experiences you had, uh, tell us a little bit. You're a, a PhD candidate, aren't you? Could you yes, tell us about I, that? What are you what are you yeah. studying? Um, I am studying play in early ch childhood education. Um, I had an insight last year um, where that nobody or not many people, um, there are not many people in the world that knows enough about play. Even though I am a social pedagogue where I am educated to work with um, people and also uh, in early childhood education, I have never really learned about anything about play. And then I start learning about what play actually is, what play um, means in our lives. And, and that's what I'm researching about now is um, doing field works in daycare institutions and watch children, observe children, how they play with it, uh, how they play. Uh, and also their playing environment. So in hope of uh, to talk more about the importance of play in life in any ages. <laughs> you know what you talked about a, a, a few minutes ago, I would assume that people on my side and Amy's side as well, um, would need to undergo some kind of inner transformation in so far as the way we perceive indigenous people as well if an indigenous person has the thought that that if indigenous people carry these traumas along with them there are other people in the world that fortify those traumas by the way that they they treat those communities or look at those communities perceive those communities and i would assume that watching these children develop 
and instilling a sense of well, you 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 use play, but play has play also has rules, and uh, and play is also perhaps very innocent and honest, but uh, perhaps these perceptions, these prejudices, these things that are in people's heads, as opposed to their hearts we can start changing these things at a very young age through what you're doing. I am imagining that with this understanding um, that people who works with other people, even if they're young or if they're old, that they can see the health within the persons that they're working um so instead of seeing the the things that they need to be fixed or the things that they need to develop the things that they need to be something instead of seeing those that we we i i hope that we can surpass or go beyond the thoughts beyond the personalities or beyond their problems and see the inner health the inner wisdom each human being has um so in any countries in any ages um we can start to listen to the people uh, instead of our own thoughts instead of our own perceptions or perspectives it's beyond those things that we get to see the person as healthy as beautiful as a soul or as love <laughs> so it's it's beyond the theories beyond the beyond anything that that we are more than the physical we are more than our stories we are more than our cultures uh, that somehow we are the same um so um yeah, I'm guessing that that gives me so much hope. <laughs> and that's why I keep doing this uh, work because I have not seen any other things that give me so so much joy. And and sim so it's so simple and and it doesn't require so much work. You only have to be open-minded and and looking at in that direction. And Ivalo, you touched on hope and, uh, and the work that you're doing with people. Each week, uh, Kevin and I ask the question, why do you believe in people? And I think uh, the, the addition to that question for you is why should others believe in people? Because I know in any addictions, people crave connection. Um, and also in the connection we that that is the thing that for me um that i i it's a create a relationship and if i don't believe in people i wouldn't be able to have connections and create relationships uh, and then how how can i not believe in people and and knowing that 
Um, we are all one spiritually. I cannot disconnect from myself, from others, because I don't know. That doesn't mean, that doesn't, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make sense if I don't believe in people. <laughs> <laughs> we're happy you um, believe in people <laughs> we're also very happy that you joined us today thank you very much i just before we, we before we let you go though i would like you to uh, tell everyone who's listening um what your last name means in uh, greenland uh arnfjord yeah, I my name is Ivelu Adolfsen Anfjör. Um, Anfjör is from my husband, and and it means uh, eagle fjör. Um, so it's not Greenlandic; it's um, Danish. Okay. Or yeah, it's my my husband is also um, Danish, so it's from his family, but it it means eagle fjör. And. Um... We've just spoken with such a strong person. So I think you have a perfect, perfect Danish husbandic <laughs> last name. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. Thank, Thank you. you for inviting me. <laughs> well, that was one of the most inspirational conversations I've had in some time with, um, you know, it is interesting that uh, living a life of isolation brings, brings issues in and of itself. But what Ivalo is talking about is that sort of isolation of your soul as well, that that really can sort of begin to tear away at the at the threads of of who you are. And it I'm just very happy that she shared her story with us on how to salvage yourself when that happens. And 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 the fact too, Kev, that she is taking that story and helping other people with it. So she's learning Absolutely. from, she really speaks, speaks from her heart and you can feel that. So um, I'm, I'm so happy Absolutely. that we had a chance to meet. She's really an inspiration. And if you've been inspired by the story, we encourage you to subscribe to Believe in People. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.